I'm Paige Waterhouse. And I'm Nabil Reza. From the Cavalier Daily, this is On Record. So Paige, course registration was this week. It was, Nabil. I just registered today, actually, and sis didn't crash. That's really great. Yeah, this morning went pretty smoothly. How did course registration go for you? I mean, pretty good. I got into one out of the five classes that I enrolled in. So bummer, I'm on quite a few wait lists, but I have my fingers crossed. So I'm sure it'll work out. Yeah, hopefully I'll get in. I'm on the wait list for Dracula. It's like 200 people long. But Ooh, that is a hard class to get into, but I've heard it's really interesting. Yeah, I'm excited if I get in. At least for first and second years, one of the biggest things on their mind when they're registering for courses is their curriculum. That's true. They're definitely worried about fulfilling requirements for their college. Interestingly, the new college curriculum was recently chosen as the mandatory curriculum for incoming first years in the College of Arts and Sciences. The Faculty Senate actually just voted last month to implement the new college curriculum as the mandatory school-wide curriculum for all incoming first years and a 270 to 263 vote with 19 abstaining. So that's an incredibly close margin for such an important decision. Additionally, in a previous vote, the Faculty Senate voted 416 to 128 for five more years of the test period of the new curriculum, where it would have been an option for first-year students along with the forms and traditional curriculums. The new college curriculum was introduced as a pilot program along with the forms curriculum in 2017. The forms curriculum is a unique program that allows students to enroll in courses pertaining to a specific topic of their interest during their first two years. Students then are required to complete a capstone research project at the end of their second year. These two curriculums were offered to students as an opt-in option for general education. 500 students were enrolled in the new college curriculum in the program's first year. According to the college's general education website, the curriculum sets out to provide students, quote, an opportunity for innovative, comprehensive, and interdisciplinary general education curriculum, end quote. The key difference between the new curriculum and the traditional is the engagement classes. Engagements are seminar-style courses for two credits, each lasting for seven weeks, designed by the professors who teach them. First years in the new college are required to take four engagements. Each engagement must fulfill one of the four disciplines, engaging aesthetics, empirical and scientific engagement, engaging differences, and ethical engagement. The general education distributional requirements also differ than those of the traditional curriculum. The new college disciplines cover seven modes of inquiry. These range from artistic, interpretive, and philosophical inquiry to science and society. Requirements are intended to help students take courses in different disciplines throughout the college. The Literacies program is designated for students' second year and is designed to elaborate on the critical thinking of engagement courses. According to the college's website, quote, the literacies equip students with the necessary skills and fluencies needed to succeed in a rapidly transforming world, end quote. These skills include a foreign language requirement, the first and second writing requirements, and quantitative analysis, which dictates math and science. Whether the consensus among students in the new college curriculum is in favor of it or not, after the faculty vote on October 18th, students in the coming years won't have any choice but to enroll. The vote has sparked a lot of debate among the student body. In a recent opinion column for the Cavalier Daily, second-year college student Hunter Hess argued against the continuation of the new curriculum. Last semester, as a first year in the curriculum, Hess wrote that the engagements lacked cohesion and created scheduling conflicts. Other students, such as Noah Strike, a second year in the college, advocated for the total adoption of the new college curriculum. Strike wrote an opinion column praising the curriculum, 
circulated a petition promoting it, and organized a demonstration before the vote. Daily's editorial board wrote an article stating that there are flaws in the lack of student choice that went into the vote, and now into the designation of their curriculum. The editorial also described some of the curriculum's engagement courses as, quote, frivolous, citing on ghosts and why we hold hands, as classes that, quote, frankly speak for themselves, end quote. Here with us today, we have both Hess and Strike to represent their opinions on the adoption of the new curriculum. Hello, I'm Hunter Hess. I'm a second year in the College of Arts and Sciences, and I am an opinion columnist on the Cavalier Daily. Hi, my name is Noah Strike. I'm a second year in the College um, of Arts and Sciences, and I am also an opinion columnist on the Cavalier Daily. Yeah. So for those that don't know, the engagements are meant to encompass the four different um, liberal arts. We call them the habits of mind, um, aesthetics, difference, ethics, and empiricism um, through various different modern takes on a traditional liberal arts education. Yeah, and I think like that's the point of the engagements, but personally going through the engagements, I really didn't feel that at all. I felt like there wasn't much cohesiveness through them like some maybe I do a lot of group work some I just have an insane amount of reading but then I'd get to class we wouldn't even talk about the reading I was like what was the point of that and we never mentioned it again there just wasn't a lot of organization in the engagement as a whole I love some of them like real or fake with professor Sylvia Chong is probably my favorite class I've taken at UVA yeah I understand that but I don't think that that is necessarily a flaw on the part of the curriculum itself or its design I think that's more a flaw on the individual professor and their syllabus but I would say that the curriculum itself doesn't require professors to assign a lot of reading or um, it encourages them to do a lot of group work. Any problems that students have with the engagements might just stem from the professor the same way that problems you might have in a different department at UVA stem may stem from the, the professor and not necessarily the department. That's fair, but I see so many like little issues throughout the curriculum where there is that lack of cohesiveness, so I don't necessarily see like the point of implementing it across the entire um College of Arts and Sciences because, and the engagements, also the scheduling, since it's two half-semester courses and they're 75-minute classes and usually not at the same block, that takes up two 75-minute blocks throughout an entire semester for two two two-credit courses that, for me, I didn't necessarily get a lot out of when I feel like I could have been exploring other things and finding potentially finding new interests that I didn't know I had before. So, Hunter, you mentioned that the engagements and the structure of the scheduling kind of prevented you from exploring other subject areas that you wanted to explore. Um, But one of the main focuses of the engagement series um, from what the university has put out is that they allow students to engage with subject areas that they typically wouldn't explore or they wouldn't go after. Um, Could you comment a little bit on that? and why you felt like the engagements did not fulfill this for you. In theory, that is what the engagements are supposed to do, but I just don't see that really being played out necessarily. I feel like professors are trying to cram so much into these engagement courses because they want to um, allow students to explore so many different new things, but that there's no central goal in the course, in most of the courses themselves. So earlier you brought up um, some small kinks in the curriculum, and I just want to address that real quick. I think that almost all of the kinks in the curriculum are just a result of its infancy. I mean, it's only been around for three years. Um, And when we opted in to take the program, we knew that we were going to be guinea pigs. So I do think it's slightly unfair to, like, to argue um, against its adoption across the college um, because of small kinks that 
were bound to exist. I mean, when the traditional curriculum was first adopted, I'm sure there were small kinks as well. I was not here in the 1970s, so I cannot uh, speak to that specifically, um, <laughs> unfortunately. But I mean, that's just something that happens when a new program is implemented. Well, I understand the new curriculum is in its infancy, and like I'm sure the traditional curriculum did have problems. I also were not, was not here in the 1970s. I am here in 2019, and like I see that this just isn't going well, and I just don't understand why it was necessary to adopt the curriculum across the entire um, college. Like, okay, you don't have to get rid of it necessarily, but if it's still in its infancy, why don't we work with it in the smaller group as it is and still allow the traditional curriculum to exist? Mm -hmm. Um, so regarding the cohesiveness of the engagements and like having a solid goal associated with them, the goal of the engagements is to open students' minds um, and to make them ask the, the right questions, to make them think on topics that they wouldn't have thought about before. Like I would not have taken a class on the connection between aesthetics and extinction ever. Um, that's just not something that I think I would have been interested in coming in from high school. Um, but because the I took that engagement, and again, maybe that's just chance, you know, I didn't get a solid answer about how extinction is reflected in art literature. Um, I don't know if there is a solid answer for that, but I questioned how um, like crises of our contemporary time are reflected in things and how, you know, we see examples of extinction in our everyday lives and how we then internalize that and express it out in our various different things, whether that's with our friends or social media or whatever. So I would say that the lack of cohesiveness or the lack of a solid like arc across the seven weeks isn't necessarily a weakness. I think the goal that professors should, in my opinion, at least be striving for is to prompt students to ask questions, to prompt students to um, reconsider their like preconceived notions. Um, in terms of why it was adopted across the college, I mentioned earlier the traditional curriculum hasn't been updated since the 1970s. It's just long overdue for an update. We didn't have the climate crisis in the 1970s. Uh, the 1970s. We didn't have the internet in the 1970s. We didn't have the same discourse on race, gender, sexuality, religion, um, or just broadly our identities in the 1970s. And the curriculum that was adopted back then reflected that different world. Our world has changed so significantly that, in my opinion, the traditional curriculum just does not fulfill the needs of the university. That's fair. Um... But I also don't necessarily see the new curriculum really tackling those issues. Like, and I feel like new curriculum's like really been thrown together fast and it's really been pushed. But I don't think it's, I think it's going too fast to recognize its own faults. And I think it needs to slow down if it actually wants to succeed and come close to hitting those things. But I also think there are opportunities within the traditional curriculum itself to address things such as a climate crisis and other things the world's going through today. I also don't think the new college curriculum is necessarily being effective in addressing those modern day issues. Um, at least in my experience um, through the first half of my second year, um, I do think that by taking the new college curriculum, I did address things in a different way that I would have before and that I have asked questions that I wouldn't have asked before, that I've considered uh, intersections of different fields of academia that I might not have considered before and you know, so on. So Noah, you mentioned um, the introduction of the lab section this year. Um, we talked with some professors earlier who gave us a little bit of a description of this, but I was just wondering if you both could comment on the difference between the labs and the discussion sections, your opinions on whether you think this was a good development, um, your opinions on your experience in the discussion sections. No, I think the labs are an absolutely fantastic development. Um, 
I was in discussions for all four of my um, engagements my first year. Uh, they were absolutely horrendous. Yeah. Um, they were taught by graduate TAs who themselves had not gone through the new college curriculum. I don't really think they understood what their purpose was or like what they were supposed to be doing. And it just really did not go well. But we've changed, um, which I think is an, a, a testament to the um, flexibility and adaptability of the new curriculum. Um, and we've implemented the lab programs, which I am now a undergraduate fellow in, which is a fancy way of see, saying a TA, but we can't do that for legal reasons. But essentially, my task as an undergraduate fellow is to oversee the research of two to three um, lab groups of about six to eight students um, throughout the course of this entire year. Um, yeah, well, I for one really can't speak much on the um, lab sections, but just like in discussions with some first years that I know, um, I've heard mixed feelings on it. Like I've heard the first half of the semester they enjoyed it more because I think they were all in the same class. Is that correct? But now since they're separating into different engagements, I've heard it's very difficult to like find time to meet. I've heard gotten some people told me they think it's kind of pointless, but it seems like it's a better and a right step in the right direction compared to the disastrous discussion sections. <laughs> that is something that has been brought up in our like TA meetings. The undergraduate fellows have said, you know, I feel like I should be meeting with the students regularly in like not a discussion section, but like a lab meeting of some kind. And the feedback has been received positively. They've said that they're going to work on fixing that in the future. I have a question for each of you. We'll start with Noah. So um, you mentioned that the discussions were switched out of last year, meaning that the labs have only been running this year. And yet it was voted to become a permanent program this very soon to go into effect very soon is that sort of beta testing enough do you think that this is enough time to to test out these new components um from what it sounds like the program has evolved significantly from when you were both in it yeah um so two points i have um first just a clarification on the timeline for implementation um it's not going to be implemented across the college next next year with the incoming class of 2024 um, it's likely going to be at least two or three years before it's fully implemented. They're they're going to continue scaling up. I think next year the projection is 1,200 students in the first year class, and then the year after is about 1,600 students. Um, but there are some faculty concerns about like the logistics of hiring faculty and shuffling around um, like departments and staff. Sure. So on your side, um, the the shift between discussion and labs within a year shows the inherent flexibility of the new college curriculum, which a lot of people um, say is one of its strengths. How do you counter that um, approach, and why do you think that with this flexibility is not the best option? Well, I see the new curriculum can change very quickly. Like it has the ability to look at certain things, and be like, "Wow, this needs to change." So, like the discussion sections were like such a failure; they realized they needed to change it. But I think it's more broader structural problems they have to address such as like making sure the engagements are up to a certain standard making sure the engagements are meeting more criterias that they're advertising that they do making sure that the engagement experience truly is engaging in those four different disciplines that are supposed to spark students interests and challenge them academically and want make them want to pursue more um, I feel like that has not been seen in the new curriculum um so returning to the idea of the vote um, the numbers were very close. So I was just wondering if you both could kind of comment on the closeness of that vote, um, your thoughts on that. And then also, um, if you feel that the students who have participated in the new curriculum should have had any voice in that vote. 
I know after I published some of my op-eds, I had professors emailing me saying, I have students saying the exact same thing. Thank you for writing this. And I know there's professors on the other side too. So it's just a very different look at education. I think professors and students alike all agree that we probably should be um, changing and updating our curriculum. But I think the debate comes in that is the new college curriculum, is this the way we should go? Is this the future that we need? Or should we stop and reevaluate and see if maybe there's a better path that we can take? I think moving forward while implementing the new curriculum over these next few years, like student testimony is key and also just professor voices as well. Cause like while like the faculty's voting, I'm sure there's many professors who like have thoughts that weren't necessarily shared. So I think just communication is going to be key over these next few years to make sure that this implementation is successful and that the changes that need to happen actually happen. Mm -hmm. And I agree that the college um, institutionally should have put more effort into collecting student opinions on the new curriculum. Um, A lot of the things I did, like the petition and the rally, um, were thrown together like a week before uh, and then the week leading up to the vote. Um, And to my knowledge, the college didn't really solicit student opinion beyond the uh, course evaluations at the end of the engagements and then the new curriculum feedback sessions. And I think that's a little disrespectful to the students, especially at a university where student self-governance is such a large part of our student culture. Do you guys have any closing comments or final statements you would like to give? I think the idea behind it, the spirit of the new curriculum is great, that like we should be trying to advance our curriculum, we should be trying to change it, we should be challenging ourselves. But I just in its current form and from my experience and the experiences of others around me, I just don't see it accomplishing it right now. And since like it's passed, it's going to implement. I just hope that like student feedback is taken in and then it can really look where it's faulting right now and try to improve upon that. And like once that starts occurring, like I think the new curriculum could be something great, but I just don't think it's great yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I would say that I'm ecstatic about the result of the vote and that the seeing that the new college will become um, implemented in the coming years. And then I think um, over the coming years, as we continue to work to improve it and address areas that it needs to improve, um, I have high hopes that it will become like a new standard for higher education. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys for having me today. Thanks for having me. I'm Adrienne Galley. I'm a postdoctoral fellow in arts and sciences, and I'm a visiting scholar in the English department. Uh, and I teach or have taught four courses in the engagements. I'm Wendy Lingen Smith. I'm a postdoctoral fellow in the College of Arts and Sciences and teaching in the new curriculum. My name is Sarah Teets, and I'm a postdoctoral fellow in the College of Arts and Sciences. This is my first year teaching in the new curriculum. Um, I've taught an ethical engagement course called The Examined Life about self-knowledge as an ethical practice. And this spring I'll be teaching an empirical engagement course called Who Was Cleopatra about um, historical knowledge. So for each of you, how long have you been teaching the new college? What are your overall opinions of the experience? Um, if you can compare it to other classes you may have thought or how you think that the first years are, are being engaged by the engagements. So my, this is the third year um, that I've taught uh, in the new college curriculum, and I've only taught engagement since I've been here. That's what I was hired to teach. Um, and overall, it, it has been a, an incredibly positive experience for me uh, as a teacher. Um, it's also benefited my research, which has been kind of um, surprising, I guess, but also really wonderful because the students have really advanced how I think about my research topics because I teach what I'm researching. And in that sense, I think it's been really, really positive 
for both of us, you know, that it's turned out in ways that I sort of couldn't have expected because of the close contact with students. Um, I'm, a, I'm a new postdoc, so I just arrived here um, in August and have just have just taught the one class so far. And uh, I've been really pleasantly surprised at how deep and meaningful and thorough the conversations have been with my students. Um, I see the ways that um, students are making really deep and interesting connections to their own subjects. I really like how these courses aren't necessarily stifled by the disciplinary parameters that you find in traditional courses and that's what I've found when I've taught elsewhere. Um, you very much have to stay within the confines of the subject but in the engagement classes you're free to see like where does this concept lead me even if it goes into a different discipline area you can still follow that knowledge and pursue it and that's been really exciting. Well like Wendy this is also my first semester teaching in the new curriculum and um, I think I've actually had a, a pretty similar experience as Wendy. Um, I think that the interdisciplinary nature is uh, what's been most interesting and exciting to me. Um, so I'm a classicist by training, um, and I have taught in the classics department at UVA. Um, I taught in the classics department last year, um, and I did my graduate work here as well. Um, and it's just a very different, I think, approach to um, the topic I chose for my course, The Examined Life, where we were looking a lot at the concept of the self in Greek philosophy and what it means to know yourself. But then we also went way outside of the ancient world to look at um, how this concept has um, been explored by um, people working in psychology and also in some Buddhist traditions as well and kind of putting these very different kinds of traditions into conversation with each other. And um, students, I was just blown away by how um, the students were really um, just engaged with thinking about like, you know, what would Socrates think about Freud? Um, and uh, they just did such an outstanding job of really taking it all very seriously and, and wanting to really look at different connections and points of difference between these different traditions. So switching gears here a little bit, I would like to hear a bit about your participation in the recent vote, if you were given a vote or if you chose to vote, um, your thoughts on the outcome of the vote, and did the closeness of the vote raise any concerns for you or any concerns amongst your colleagues? Um, so I uh, did. I was able to vote um, because I've been here for th three years, and um, the I voted for the new curriculum and also for it to become standardized uh, across um, the whole college. And one of the reasons I did that was because my undergraduate experience was at the University of Chicago and I took the Common Core. And it was so formative for me in thinking um, hard from the very beginning of my college experience about really um, difficult questions in seminar um, settings and reading texts that really honed my critical thinking skills. That to me has actually formed my entire intellectual life and it's the reason why I'm here. And so I really wanted students to have that experience, to have a first year experience. So being new faculty, I did not get a vote, um, but I'm highly supportive of the new curriculum, obviously. <laughs> um, and I, I wanted to comment on the, the closeness of the vote that you mentioned, uh, the closeness about whether it should be implemented for everyone or still be an opt-in program. And I wanted to say that that's something all of us are thinking about in how we roll out what it will look like 
from here on out. But we are really thinking about um, how to implement the program in a way that it doesn't overburden certain departments or certain faculty members and in a way that um, it's beneficial to all of the students who who will be coming through the program. I I think it it may be worth bearing in mind um, that the the kind of it's a l- the, the choice between you know rolling it out fully um, after a few years or rolling it out partially or not rolling it out um, I think covers over or obscures shall we say some of the issues that a lot of faculty do agree upon and and one of those is that um, in the new curriculum you cannot place out of a writing requirement out of the um, y- you have to take an NWAR and I will say that um, a lot of faculty think that that's a great idea, and the reason is because, you know, there's no such thing as a, a writing prodigy. You know, you can have math prodigies, you can have music prodigies. You only get better at writing by practicing it, and students always need help. Undergrads, graduate students, faculty need help writing. You know, that's why people have peer review and why they exchange their papers, you know, with each other. And so, um, you know, that was one of the things I think a lot of people agreed upon. Another thing that a lot of people agreed upon um, after just, you know, a few years is that students mean, need more data and quantification analysis just because of the demands of the challenges of the 21st century and the kinds of thinking that they have to do. Um, and I think a lot of people agreed that they should have foreign language requirements to a certain level, you know. So a lot of the components that were there were not really controversial. Um, So I feel like you all have kind of touched on this. How do you feel the new college curriculum is um, affecting the students and the UVA community as a whole? Just from the standpoint of um, giving them, as you all have commented, giving a more well-rounded educational basis and how this is going to affect students, um, whichever field they may go into. So one one thing I would add is that students are, in the traditional curriculum, could, I would say, avoid many disciplines or departments that did not seem exciting to them Um, and that I think is oftentimes based on a misconception of the kind of knowledge production that happens in particular fields and the great thing about this program is that you choose the course not based upon the discipline or the department you choose it based upon a topic or idea that excites you but it may be taught by an anthropologist or a biologist or a sociologist or a psychology professor And you may all of a sudden, though they are not discipline-specific courses, think that doing more field work sounds really exciting and you should maybe take some anthropology classes. And so it opens up students to opportunities in other areas that they may have already opted out of, but just because they haven't actually had an experience there in that field. Thank you all so much for speaking with us. On Record is written by Jackson Postal, Peyton Guthrie, Will Bird, and Abigail Quinn. This show is produced by Grace Fluharty, Lydia Wilcox, and Sarah Dunkley. Our editor is Abby Kluke. I'm Noodle Reza. And I'm Paige Waterhouse, and this has been On Record. On Record.